If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we are talking about the red pill, a new-ish and controversial men's rights subculture. So, Dedeker, can you explain to our listeners who are going, what the fuck, why are you talking about that? Why why are we talking about this today? It's your fault, Dedeker. It is my fault. It is my fault that we're talking about the red pill. It's because... Was it just yesterday or two days ago? I don't even uh, remember. No, yeah, you came into vegetables, so yeah, it was two days ago. It was ago. two days ago that um, a guy that I'm friends with, um, and that I've been friends with for many, many years, out of nowhere, messaged me and said, like, hey, have you read any of the Red Pill stuff? And you're like, mm. and I was Wait, like... Just really, like, no prompting? No, no prompting whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, like, he and I stay in touch. Like, you know, he lives in Michigan, you know? Like, we stay in touch, but mm-hmm. it really was just out of nowhere, like, huh. hey, have you ever read this Red Pill stuff? Okay. Um, and I'm like, well, it kind of strikes me as a little culty, and that was your first, your first argument against it was culty. Well, first, I, I honestly, at that point, I had only read a little bit of red pill stuff, okay. and my impression of it was like it's a little bit negative and misogynistic and culty. Um, and so yeah. I was like, well, that's my impressions of it. Mm-hmm. And what followed was a six-hour debate. Six hours, like literally from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., I was talking to this guy, debating back and forth about red pill stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. And now I'm not proud to say I know way more about the red pill than I ever, ever, <laughs> ever wanted to know. Yeah. Well, and so, of course, I had to bring these two into it. Um, yes. Yes. And here we are today. Now I'm bringing all y'all into it. Well, okay. So for our listeners who are not familiar with the red pill, or maybe who are kind of familiar with the idea, but don't really know what it is. Who don't um, peruse Reddit as much as apparently this guy who you spoke to. Yeah. Does. Right. Well, let's, let's talk about what this is. So the red pill, as far as I understand it, is a movement that was started online around 2010, right? Is when this started? I think, I think so. Um, and it was started on Reddit is where mm-hmm. this was born. Yeah. Um, on a, on a subreddit, subreddit, subreddit. <laughs> Subriddick? A subribbit? The Chronicles of Riddick? Like a frog? Um, Yes. So uh, on a subreddit uh, about the red pill, and, you know, it's it's the red pill like from the Matrix, Mm -hmm. right? Like you take the red pill if you really want to know what's going on, or the blue pill if you just want to keep living your... Your normal Simple life. life. Yeah. yeah, it's, the, it's the synonymous with this idea of like waking up and finally being able to see what's actually going on in, in true reality. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, instead of, we have to tell you guys that we talked about this for like hours and hours and hours before mm-hmm. recording this episode because we weren't sure how to kind of access talking about this with you guys. Um, and the Red Pill movement, as we stated, is very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think the easiest way to demonstrate to that to you guys is to read these two definitions that I found on Urban Dictionary um, of what the red pill movement is. So the first definition. So the red pill signifies the recognition of the true nature of female behavior, including her attraction to traits of dominance, 
preference for men with status, attraction to men who have been pre-selected by other women, and hypergamous nature. P- people don't know what hypergamy means. It means um, wanting to sleep with people who are high status, mm, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, red pill men are, are aware that women are strongly influenced by the culture and that their attraction cues are often outside of their conscious awareness. Increasingly, modern women, and especially Western women, indulge in one-night stands and short-term relationships in their 20s with alpha males, followed by seeking out a beta male provider in their late 20s and early 30s. Red, men, red pill men are aware of this phenomenon and develop a sexual strategy to benefit from a woman's promiscuity as well as to avoid the financial peril of marriage. <laughs> Married men can also be red pill as their awareness helps them handle female shit tests, we'll get into that later, and maintain attraction with their partner. A man who has taken the red pill is committed to self-improvement and adapting to the reality of female behavior, whether that be through the application of game in his relationships and or withdrawing from long-term relationships. So, I mean, most of our listeners out there are already going to hear all the problems inherent in that. Um, This is a very pro-red pill definition. Mm -hmm. Um, And to contrast that, the second definition on Urban Dictionary... Yes, oh, please, please (laughs) read it. Uh, The red pill is an online community of men who have gotten neither much love nor much respect from women. Having defined women as stupid, attention-seeking, and manipulative, they try to beat women at their own game by becoming more like them. Stupid, attention-seeking, and manipulative. (laughs) Thinking that using pickup tricks and simplified patriarchal ideology on dumb women to make them more submissive or at least willing for one night will make them alpha males and improve their relationships. Right. So... I do want to point out something here that this is, you know, a critical view of the red pill movement, Mm -hmm. yet it itself is still buying into a lot of these negative assumptions about the roles of men and women and right that it's still buying into that same stuff, even in criticizing the movement, which Mm -hmm. I just wanted to point out here that this isn't this isn't the criticism that I would write or a criticism that I would even agree with (laughs) for a number of reasons. Yeah. So uh, there, there are yeah. a lot of parts to the red pill movement, which is why it's been hard to put together an episode to fully cover the broad spectrum that it covers. Um, I mean, there's a part of the red pill movement that is all about what are traditionally like pickup artist techniques, yeah. you know, which are kind of pseudo scientific, like evolutionary psychology techniques for taking advantage of women based on uh, assumptions around women's psychology and biology. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a part of the red pill movement that is about self-improvement, mm-hmm. that is about making yourself more attractive or about um, picking up a skill or about making yourself healthier. Um, there is a big part of the red pill movement that is about um, men's rights. And the whole mm-hmm. men's rights movement itself is ha- has been controversial for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, I wrote down, there's also a healthy dose of misogyny, and I think Jace you scratched, s- scratched healthy. out healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, healthy. healthy dose by, like, like a considerable dose. That's what yeah. I mean by healthy. Yeah. Like a big heaping dose of misogyny in the yes. midst of all of this. Big old spoonful. Yeah, and so the, the reason why it sparked so much conversation with us, I think, is because, like, there actually are, within the movement, some gems. Like, some good things. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of always underneath this big pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and like an example of that real quick before we start kind of debating these things a little bit more is, um, 
you know, as some examples of positive things within the red pill movement is sort of one, the idea of self-improvement. Like I can't mm-hmm. fault anyone for wanting to do that. Uh, and then also that it does. Well, yeah. So something that came up in that debate that I was having with my mm-hmm. friend is mm-hmm. like, he talked about the fact that one of the tenets of the red pill movement is like, it's not that women aren't attracted to you because it's their fault. Like women aren't attracted to you because you're not attractive. Um, sure. And so it's like I can I can get like well okay yeah that makes sense of like it's probably a good thing to be like urging men instead of putting the like blaming women for not sleeping with them of you know making sure they know of like okay these are the ways that you can make yourself attractive by dressing better or by being just being more interesting you know being a more interesting mm-hmm. person things like that so like I see that I'm like oh well that seems like a good thing. But it still sounds like a game oriented system. <laughs> well yeah I mean that's kind of what undercuts a lot of it. Yeah. Certainly, it's it's that's what's so tough about it, though, is that I'm not even going to finish what I was going to say before because <laughs> I do think it's really it's it's tricky because on the one hand, it's like there is some truth to that. There is some truth to like if you're focused so much on like why someone doesn't want to be with you, like even if we take the gender part out of it, which is that's a whole other issue that we are going to talk about in this episode, I imagine. Um, but even if you took the gender part out and it's just about focusing on like, Oh, the people I like don't like me or like, Oh, I'm not like, I'm not ending up with the types of people that I want to be with that. I do think there is value in turning that back around and being like, well, what is it about me that's not attracting these people? Or, you know, what, what could I be changing about myself to either become more attractive, and I don't mean that just in the surface level, like physical sense, but being more attractive in terms of whatever it is, whether it's my confidence or whether it's the way that I talk to people or whether it's just being more, more upfront and more, more like more mm-hmm. honest and clear about who I am will make you more attractive to certain sorts of people. Like there's not this like universal standard of attractiveness, which I would say is the big problem with things like, I would say all dating advice for the most part is that all for the most part that most dating advice falls into this trap of trying to say that there are universals Mm -hmm. right that there's something that makes you universally attractive yeah Uh, and the red pill definitely falls prey to that and it's based around this idea of like being more alpha being more dominant well that's also kind of the problem is that another tenant of the red pill movement i know we're supposed to be talking about positives right now but (laughs) um there's just so much negative to 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 look Mm -hmm. at um is they have this acronym, uh, AWALT, A-W-A-L-T, which stands for all women are like that. Mm. Um, <laughs> Blanket statement. Well, yeah, so it, it's right. that. It's it's like because, because AWALT, because all women are like that, that means that you can use these universal techniques to try to pick up women or to try to make sure. you know one night stands more successful sure. or something like that. Right. So all women are like what? Well, yeah. whatever the thing is you're talking about. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. all women just w- will cheat on you for a more alpha man, or all women are really just trying to leverage their vagina in order to get your money. You know, like the t- the typical bullshit that's been around for years. It's not like they're really coming up with anything new, honestly. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, well, so what but, I was going to yeah, say about about the, the positives that we were mentioning is that one thing they do mention, and this one's interesting, um, is they do encourage seeking a support network outside of just a single partner. Mm-hmm. Um, the term, you know, curing oneself of one-itis. Well, those are slightly different things. Do you not think so? Things. I feel like they're related, I think though. they. I think they are related. Um, but so first of all, well, the one-itis thing is this idea that, like, Maybe you meet a girl and you fall in love with her and then you get like so obsessed with trying to be with her mm-hmm. um, and like just her 
that you kind of neglect everything else. And all of and your that, friends or yeah, any other support network. And that, you in might theory, have in that, that opens you up to be more likely to be taken advantage of as well um, mm-hmm. because you're just like tripping over yourself trying to do wonderful things for this girl to get her to be with you. Um, which, right, rather than focusing on having a more complete yeah, life for yourself, yeah. which is why I think it's related to that idea well, of no, having but it a is support related because outside. It's because that's also what they say to men who are married, who are mm-hmm. in the red pill movement of like, no, it's still healthy for you to try to get your needs met by not just your wife, yeah. you know, not right. just your partner um, right. and not necessarily condoning cheating, but, but mm-hmm. condoning, yeah, you know, go out, do other activities, learn other skills, connect with your friends, you know, be more independent. Yeah. Keep living a life. Yeah. Don't just stop it. Yeah. It does tend to unfortunately shift in the direction of like incorporating some emotional abuse as well. So the idea of like, right. don't be af- yeah, don't be afraid to like flirt with a hot girl in front of your wife. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and don't be mm-hmm. afraid. Like, they have this whole technique called the dread game, which is essentially this idea of, like, make her afraid that you're going to leave. And that's how you make sure that... Jesus. Yeah, right. I know. It's right. it's just like... Yeah. Well, can we can we explore that for just a second? Yeah. yeah. So I think that, that that whole idea is really interesting because you can take the same concept, like, of having a support network outside of just one relationship or outside of your romantic relationships in general is something we talk about a lot on this mm-hmm. show. As and you know has been shown to be a very healthy thing, and even you know there are some more monogamous life coach type people out there who also encourage that, like having a full life, yeah, so that you're not putting the burden of meeting every single need in your life on this one person, which seems unreasonable. So it's like in that way, it's like, hey, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that they're saying that same thing. I think that that you know could resonate with people. And then in terms of the the dread game that whole idea of like always having a sense that you could leave at any moment Mm -hmm. so that they never feel like they're totally secure. Yeah. That one's interesting too, because I feel like in a certain way, I do feel like a healthy individual would be one who you would know would be fine without you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this tricky thing where there's this very fine line in terms of Mm -hmm. how you present the information. Exactly. It's like, is it coming from a genuine place of, Really, like, you should be okay that, like, I would, like, um, this is an example from uh, a gay couple who was, uh, you know, they were older than I was um, in my 20s or whatever. And they said this thing, and they'd been together for a long time. And they were like, yeah, like, we love each other so much. But, like, if he left me tomorrow, I'd be fine. Mm -hmm. I'd obviously be really sad. But my life wouldn't be over. Like, my identity is not tied up only in being with him. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, for all that I could tell, seemed like a very happy couple mm-hmm. uh, and had been happy for a long time together. But it's this idea of someone adding to your life versus someone completing your life. Yeah. And, you know. And that idea that it's not like a manipulative thing, because it sounds like right, so that's the red the pill idea yeah. is one of manipulation. Like, I'm going to make this person know that they may leave me or that I may leave them at any given mm-hmm. time. Well, and therefore yeah. they'll stay you know, it, wanting to be with me and trying to make me happy and trying mm-hmm. to do all these things to stay in the relationship. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I feel like it's the difference between encouraging someone to, to make themselves more independent mm-hmm. and to like make themselves a healthier Better, yeah. human being so that like they are not as needy of another person. Right. But the red pill movement, it feels like it puts it more on the other person of like, make sure that they feel not safe. Yeah, that right. they feel and insecure. Yeah. yeah. That it's about yeah. putting it's on the, the, the trappings of the trappings of this kind of confidence yeah. or like 
doing it, yeah, for the purpose of affecting the other person rather than on making your own self, you know, be Better. more more yeah. complete and, and a full person. Yeah. But I think we can dig into more of the, the shitty sides mm-hmm. further. But the, kind of another positive that I think is part of the Red Pill movement is the fact that they do try to bring awareness to men's rights issues that are actual issues. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Jace put down a whole freaking gigantic list here. Well, this yeah. was copied off of the the Wikipedia entry for the men's rights movement. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting, because when we were reading through all this men's rights stuff uh, earlier today before recording this episode, you know, we'd be reading, and it's like, wow, that's a great point. And then, like, the next paragraph, you're like, oh, I'm sick to my stomach <laughs> at how, like, horrible this thing like, that I just read was. What the horrible conclusion is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That it is this, this tricky thing. But um, just just to give a few examples, um, I mean, an easy one is child custody. Mm-hmm. That, you know, custody is almost always rewarded to the woman in a relationship regardless. And there is kind of this assumption mm-hmm. that a woman is always the best parent for a child. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That it is like, okay, that is a valid concern yeah. of where, um, you know, where men might not be uh, given a fair shake in that, yeah. I guess. Um, Th- things uh, like men being able to speak up about being victims of abuse or abuse, victims yeah. of, of rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a common one, um, not just with men, but also with boys. Um, that uh, I was reading an article not too long ago about statistics in um, juvenile prisons mm. about rape by prison guards oh, wow. with the inmates who were, you know, underage boys. Uh, And they also did some studies with girls' juvenile uh, prisons as well. And um, the the statistics showed that there were a lot of relationships between boys and the female prison guards, also with male prison guards. But this was specifically focused on how, with the female prison guards, when interviewed about it, the boys tended to feel like they were the ones who who instigated it mm. or didn't want to you know say that there was anything wrong with it and it's been used as this argument to say like rape doesn't happen in male prisons yeah. it only happens to girls yeah. kind of entirely taking out the fact that these are boys yeah, yeah. and that these it's are totally. adults who are having the sex with them well, same with not, teachers and students about, as well it's not just about men not being able to be raped it's i think we've accepted that men can be raped by other men we just yeah. can't accept that a, a woman can rape a man sure or yeah. a boy yeah even. right yeah. and this is seen a lot in cases of teachers yeah. female teachers sleeping with male students yeah that there's rarely very much prison time that's given for that and a lot of times the narrative even from the boy's own family is like oh man lucky guy i wish i'd had that when i was his age even if the boy himself says that he doesn't want that yeah no it's awful it's ridiculous it's awful um you know there's there's all sorts of other things like homelessness Uh, there's a study in the uk that 85 percent of the homeless population is male male. (laughs) right so there's there's things like that that are worthy ideas of bringing up and having discussions about. Um, but a lot of times it does come back, like we're saying, to this conclusion of, ah, well, the way to fix this is to take things away from women. Yeah. Or saying that women are somehow intentionally doing this to yeah, men. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Is, it's like the narrative is that, like, like I don't know, sometimes the narrative is like, well, it's the fault of women who have caused this. Mm-hmm. Some, like, women deciding that they want equality. Is somehow taking yeah, things away from men. Yeah, often feminism is blamed as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. God, and Milo Yiannopoulos, or whatever the hell Which, his name is. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just saying things like, I would rather have cancer than feminism. Uh-huh. Like, that's one of his big things. Sure. Yeah. So, well, that's a whole... Milo Yiannopoulos uh, is a, yeah, whole it's a whole other phenomenon. It's a whole other episode. Yeah. 
For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their sites specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's MULTI, M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping code M-U-L-T-I. Yeah. Well, okay. I think well, that our conversation was kind of leading up to this mm-hmm. of like pointing out that there are some positive things, mm-hmm. but it's still wrapped up in this like horrible misogyny yeah. and this horrible view of everything being this super manipulative game. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and why is that? I don't think I have an answer for that, but like, why is that? Well, I think it's it's tied to something that I think feminism falls into the same trap, and I would say almost all dating advice in general. For one, it's it's almost all based around heterosexual relationships mm-hmm, yeah. in terms of like looking at these imbalances or these unfairnesses or whatever it tends to focus on heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, feminism at least does acknowledge other sexualities, whereas I feel like sure. the red pill, it's like that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't matter, it doesn't exist. Well, yeah, because the red pill is all based on like on men, inter- women, men interacting yeah. with female psychology. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, right. it's not, yeah. Um, but, you know, that's also true of a lot of the information out there for women, too. Mm-hmm. But it's based in this in-group, out-group psychology that's been around forever, right? Like, this is very strongly ingrained in our chemical Psyche. makeup, as far as we can tell. Like, as far as we can tell, this is something that humans have done in terms of, like, who's in my tribe versus another tribe. And that, unfortunately, the way this has carried forward into our modern day is in finding other ways to have in-groups and out-groups and discriminating against those out-groups. Uh, and there's two two things that happens here. One is just the idea that you're going to favor people in your in-group and try to disadvantage people in the out-group who are not in your group, just sort of by default. And these groups can change. In one scenario, you know, your group could be men, and so you want to favor men over women, but in a different group, yours could be like lovers of Star Wars over lovers of Star Trek. <laughs> and so you're going to, you know, and obviously some of these groups are more problematic than others. But I know, those it, but, Trekkies, man. Right? Well, and um, you guys talked about, oh, sorry. Well, I was continue, just going to say, yeah. like, the, the, the one um, other part of it is the idea that thinking that everyone in the out group or everyone in your in group is the same. Hmm. And this is where we get into problems, is that for efficiency of thinking, we like to 
group things together into stereotypes. It makes our brains work more efficiently, right? Like I have a stereotype of what a tree is like so that when I see a new tree that I've never seen before, I have some assumptions I can make about its properties. Mm -hmm. That this is something we've, you know, as humans, we've we've evolved to do and has helped us to be more efficient and more effective in the world. Unfortunately, with people, especially in a more and more global world where we're not just living in a tribe of 100 people that we know personally. Yeah. Uh, that this can become problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys were talking about the alpha beta male thing. Yeah. I wanted to touch on that because I think that that can mm-hmm. be kind of thrown into a generality as well. Like you're either an alpha male oh, yeah. or a beta male. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But what is that concept? Well, it's... Yeah, you, you were just doing some reading about mm-hmm. this yeah. on the Red Pill Detox thing. Yeah, Do you want to share yeah. about that? Um, well, first of all, all of the Red Pill rhetoric is very much based in this alpha-beta thing. It's this mm-hmm. idea like you want to be an alpha man and you don't want to be a beta man. And mm-hmm. a beta man is someone who uh, like tries to be monogamous with someone, but she's cheating on him. Um, or Right, that he's kind of weak know. and it, gets taken actually, advantage he, of. Yeah, and... he's weak, he gets taken advantage of, and alphas are like dominant, and they're the masters of their domain, and they mm-hmm. get what it is they, that they want, and they sleep with a lot of women, a yeah. lot of attractive women. Um, first of all, not even acknowledging the fact that um, alpha-beta isn't even a thing that actually exists mm-hmm. among people. Mm-hmm. Like the whole alpha-beta theory, first of all, the the whole alpha beta theory came from wolves originally there was this research study that concluded that wolves create this pecking order where mm-hmm. there's alpha wolves and beta wolves mm-hmm. and that's how they figure things out um and then not only from wolves but it was a research study that was done on wolves in captivity so huh. wolves in the wild don't do this alpha beta thing oh, really? it's only wolves in captivity that do this alpha beta thing so we took this theory based on prison wolves oh, and then extrapolated it prison wolves then- I sounds like a new HBO show I agree, prison wolves. Wolves. <laughs> I agree with Dedeker completely on that these poor captive prison wolves um, and then extrapolated it to human beings yeah. assuming that well natural human beings especially like male human beings must work the same way mm-hmm. When that's not true, there's and there's also been a lot of research studies linked to the fact that um, people who are with a more dominant partner are less happy. Um, there have been research studies that find that actually the women who are attracted to these very alpha dominant characteristics are women who are seeking like one night stands, huh. which are the women that the red pill movement demonizes. And so it's like this weird irony yeah. that... Yeah, the red pill movement tries to encourage men to, to be engage in these way. behaviors in order to sleep with a lot of women, but it's always a lot of women that are the women that they that they vilify yeah. as being low quality slutty women. Um, you know, so it, it's just like ridiculous. Yeah, you know? and that that is not unique to the red pill movement at all. No, but no, that's not a, at all. a larger cultural problem that's that we've a talked about before. Problem. Well, we've talked about that before, like in our episode about. Um, the slut shaming episode that we totally. did, yeah. um, you know, that there is this inherent problem in, in this sort of cultural assumption that, that few people seem to question of mm-hmm. just that men want sex and they're frustrated that they're not getting enough of it. But at the same time, society is saying that any woman who wants sex is it's slutty slut. yeah. and she shouldn't want that if she's a good, valuable person. And yeah. so it's like, well, how can these two things can't exist together? Exactly. Right. Like these men have to be having sex with somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. that there's this whole big inherent problem in yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, I feel like honestly, what I feel like what I see in the men in the red pill movement, and especially now that I've like read people's forum posts and read people's comments and reactions and like kind of gotten a little bit of a glimpse of like, what's the thinking going on behind this is, is that I see men who are trapped in this world where they, they think that their only options are 
um, casual sleeping around or lifelong monogamy. Yeah. And mm, and true. this is their yeah. response to trying to have a happy life um, working between those two extremes. Mm-hmm. When obviously there's a lot of alternatives. That's uh, what our entire podcast is about. about every single you week. Know? Mm-hmm. And that's why there's also some weird overlaps. You know? like well, Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Why did this guy like even come to you with this in the first place? Well, you know what? As we talked and talked and talked, he eventually kind of came down to this point of being like, you know what? Like, I only just got into this like two months ago and I'm kind of reaching out and trying to f- get someone to refute it for me. You're like, okay. why don't you let me do that right now? Here, here it goes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's kind of where things well, ended. I, I yeah. See, yeah. Hmm. I mean, just the, as, as the resident male person, <laughs> male-bodied human, uh-huh. like, why would men be interested in this? Well, okay. Let me first preface this by saying that I cannot speak for all men or for other men. Uh, neither can any man out there. Just like the two of you can't speak for women, or I, you know, I yeah. can't speak on behalf of of fluid sexuality men. Right? Sure. Like none of us can yeah. speak for an entire group. Yeah. But what I have found from uh, you know things that I've read, from talking to men about this, um, that it does seem to be. Just like with a lot of other things, like people finding religion, uh, you know, certain religions or people finding what we would today call cults that maybe right. someday we'll call religions, um, <laughs> that because there are some elements of truth in it and there are some things it brings up that you feel like no one else is addressing. Mm. And I feel like this, you know, like we mentioned some of those, um, you know, some of those areas where men really are disadvantaged, such as custody of their children or whatever, yeah. perhaps that attracts them. Or perhaps, you know, like that critical review said, men who've not had good luck with women and haven't had a lot of respect from women, uh, that there is this feeling of like, at first they think something's wrong with me, like, right, what's wrong with me? This sucks. Life is awful. And then someone comes along and tells you there's an answer to this. We've got answers. And hey, don't you feel like it's like this? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it is. Don't you feel like it's like this? Yeah, it is. Well, here's a different way to think about it. And it pulls you in. And, you know, we, and like I said, we see this with all sorts of groups, you yeah. know, religions and a lot of the self-help groups out there, stuff like that. Something pulls you in that attracts you to it. The question is just once you're into it, where are they steering that energy? Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Yeah. Is it into something more positive or more negative? Yeah. And that's that's where it gets dicey with this red pill movement stuff. Mm. And I, w- I would say the same is true of, of a lot of other things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know we talked about, we explained the whole analogy with the Matrix and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I just, like, I kind of want to bring us home here. Because, I mean, if we think about this idea of, like, seeing the Matrix, like, mm-hmm. seeing the way the game is played, like, w- waking up. Well, the thing is, though, that when a lot of people come to non-monogamy and polyamory, mm-hmm. for them, it's that. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, sure. Like, I see there's all these other options. There's like all you these get other... To, you, instead of being inside of it, you step outside for a moment and get and to see, see what's happening, it. whether yeah. it's monogamy or whether it's this yeah. couple privilege or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Sure. And so it's like, I understand why these men would be so drawn to this idea of like, oh my God, I feel like I see the way things work. I feel yeah. like I suddenly understand why my relationship frustrations have been what they've been. Mm-hmm. But the conclusion, instead of actually being Neo and being like, well, now I'm out <laughs> of the matrix and now that I am, I can be a total badass God. Yeah. That it's more like the bad guy in the matrix, the guy who, uh, what's the character's name? Cypher. Mr. Cypher. The uh, guy, no, mm. the guy who, who sells them out. Oh, uh, the guy yeah. who sells them out yeah. to, um, 
where he gives his monologue about how, like, I see this steak and I know that this steak isn't real, hmm. but ignorance is bliss. I would rather have the steak. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, that's what it looks like more to me. It's not like I'm going to take myself out of the game and just do things totally different. Yeah. It's I'm hmm. going to just learn how to play the game better. Right. I loved this idea of of the quote from The Matrix, if you actually look at it. So when Neo first learns how to dodge bullets, he says, what are you trying okay. to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? That's my Keanu Reeves. Oh, can I be, can I be Lawrence Fishburne? Um, yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, what are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Neo. I'm trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to. <laughs> but it is this idea that I feel like what the guys... What does that even mean? <laughs> well, if you watch the movie... I've seen it a couple times. In the like, end of the movie, he doesn't dodge he doesn't the bullets. He doesn't dodge the bullets anymore. He just stops. Oh, them. he just. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. I forgot about that. But the idea is that. <laughs> that was a good film. That, that <laughs> when people take the red pill in The Matrix, they understand that it's The Matrix and they gain this ability to, you know, learn things super quickly over the telephone, like Kung Fu or how to pilot a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they become better at playing this game. But then Morpheus explains, the problem is, though, that you're still playing by the rules of this game. And once you can learn to stop playing by those rules, then you will truly be powerful. And that is what happens with the character of Neo. And Dedeker's point, we were talking about this last night a little bit, but her point is that these guys in the red pill are just being that, like, pre-enlightened Neo. They're just trying to be as effective at playing this game and beating other people at Mm -hmm. this game, rather than seeing, like oh, I see how fucked up this game is. I'm yeah. going to get out of this game. Sure. Yeah. And instead change the rules and play a different one. Why yeah. wasn't Lawrence Fishburne the one who was saving the world? He seemed to already he have all the answers. He was pretty badass. He was pretty badass. Yeah, but they needed they needed some white man. Yeah. yeah. Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so, I, I don't know. So in conclusion, like, mm-hmm. don't just be in the Matrix trying to eat steak. <laughs> be out of the Matrix trying to fuck Trinity. Like... Right. I mean, uh, I, I mean, mean, yeah. Okay, you lost me right. Oh, at dang the it! End sorry. <laughs> I mean, I like Carrie Ann Moss. Mm-hmm. She's pretty hot. She's right. hot. Anyways, are there alternative resources? <laughs> okay, so yeah, so mm-hmm. um, I think the thing is that like, I don't want to totally throw out everything that the red pill has to offer because mm-hmm. of those few positives that we did point out. Like, I do think it is actually really good to encourage men to self-improve and to be a good human being you Mm -hmm. know and and as well like some men do need help with having confidence in approaching women or having confidence in their own dating lives or in figuring out what it is that they want you know and so usually i would you know i would rather that somebody goes to like tim ferris for Mm -hmm. self-improvement or jace Mm -hmm. you always recommend people to the art of charm right podcast for like dating advice the the art of charm podcast is great because it deals with dating but also deals with just sort of business relations or other self-improvement for you know being an entrepreneur or whatever it is like being more effective in your life in general but it does it from this place of not putting down women to do it like with the dating advice specifically that you know their motto is leave everything better than you found it and it's always about leaving people with more positivity than they had when you first started interacting with them whether that's in business or it's in dating that's way yeah it's really good it's great it's great and they're one of the few resources i've found out there and thankfully they are very successful Mm -hmm. and and do very well Um, but who is presenting these things in a way that's not an us versus them kind of thing. Yeah, but I was going to say that's the important key is that it's Mm -hmm. not like, it's not like advice for men that's like super watered down and 
quote unquote beta e, you know, yeah. and very submissive and passive, it mm-hmm. is very much embracing masculinity and embracing strength and right. all of these, you know, positive qualities that we associate with masculinity. But again, without that need to be very anti-female at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then also, Dedeker found the site Red Pill Detox. Well, it's, it's, a, a, subreddit, it's a subreddit. Right? Yeah. It's it's also kind of an equally popular subreddit that mm-hmm. is specifically for people who either like were Red Pill and now are getting out of it, oh, um, or um, people who maybe just started getting to the Red Pill but they're not sure. Like, is this what is this? You know, like, and right. the Red Pill de- Detox has a sticky thread that just has like article after article after article of, of science-based articles and research studies that, that debunk most of the claims made by nice. the red pill movement about, such as the about women's, beta yeah, stuff. Such as the yeah. alpha beta stuff about women's psychology, about mm-hmm. what women are and aren't attracted to things yeah. like that. Huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. So that's also a good resource. Um, did you talk to your, your friend about that? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was like, he finally eventually came down to like, I'm you know looking for someone to tell me that I'm not, that this is crazy and that and like, and, and refute this, and I was like, "Well, check this out." And I haven't yeah, heard yeah. anything back from him, so I'd be curious to. Yeah, I would be really curious reading. to see like yeah. what if he got anything from it or yeah, yeah stuff like that. I hope he did. I hope he doesn't go down <laughs> the dark rabbit hole. What does Morpheus say? Down the like rabbit hole and stay in Wonderland or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah, when he's taking the red pill, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you. I hope that you all. Found something interesting in this discussion. I didn't get about, too nauseated by right delving into this. Yeah, what I would say, I'd like to say two things. One is is sort of a word of caution that, like I said, when we were reading some of this stuff, it does get, it can get kind of upsetting mm-hmm. reading the sorts of things that people are saying, whether it's stuff they're saying about women or it's stuff they're saying about men mm-hmm. or anything. Like it can be shitty stuff. Yeah. But that said, I have found that a lot of people who are poly people who are queer people who identify as feminists or whatever are aware of the men's rights movement, Mm -hmm. but almost none of them that I know have read a lot of the primary sources and have really tried to understand, like, why is it that someone would think this way? And how can we try to make this world better? How can we try to make better things for people to find rather than just writing it all off as terrible people? Sure. Right. Um, Because, you know, no one is the villain in their own story. Yeah. Like, we all think we're doing the best that we can. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think it's really worth yeah. worth learning about this kind yeah. of stuff. By actually going on the subreddit and by actually, like, reading the Red Pill Handbook, it mm-hmm. was more of, like, illuminating to me, like, okay, what is, what is the... Um, the need that's being filled mm-hmm. by this, and mm-hmm. how can we find ways to better fill that need? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you all so much. Uh, if you would like to stay up to date on all of the cool goings on here and get a free copy of our PDF, Five Ways to Suck Less at Communication, you can sign up for our newsletter, which you can do on our website. If you go to multiamory.com, it's right there at the top of the page. You can sign up for our newsletter or over on the right side of the page, I guess. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter, get, uh, I think weekly updates mm-hmm. is about how often we send it with the new blog posts, new podcast articles. Um, other things like that. We encourage you to check that out. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, you know, all those places. Uh, if you just search for Multiamory, you'll find us also on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. If you want to email us, you can email info at multiamory.com uh, and or, you know, send us a Facebook message or whatever. We love hearing from you. Uh, and sometimes they inspire us to create episodes or have awesome discussions in our patron-only Patreon group, uh, which you can join by being part of patreon.com slash multiamory. 
Did I cover all the things? I, I think you did. All the things. Well yeah. done. All right. all right. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.